Please be advised that in order to foster quality discussions in each episode, we will spoil the stories in each game and text we talk about. Good news is, 90% of the titles we cover are old enough that many of you might already know all about them. That said, we do encourage you to play and read before listening. Do you know that this game was originally supposed to be an Indiana Jones game? No, but that the, the with the whip, it kind of makes sense now. Yeah, like Temple of Doomy, right? A mm, little, little bit. Yeah, it seems really cool, but that's not true. And I just wanted you to agree with me and see what would happen. I could only see... He didn't even have the hat, man. He just had the whip. <laughs> yeah, but it totally could have been Indiana Jones. I don't, I don't I, think so. I didn't look at the... You would, Obviously, you did because you just agreed no. with me when I said it. No, if you go to the playback, I'm pretty sure I said, I could kind of see it. I don't remember <laughs> specifically saying, oh, yeah, that's Indiana Jones. For I knew that. No. <laughs> I said I didn't know that because that sounded like a made-up fact. <laughs> I should have explored that lie a little further so I could have uh, conv- like really tried to add layers to be able to convince you. Yeah, that um, wouldn't work. I would just be like, okay. I'm just not a good liar. I'm not a good BSer. And uh, even when it comes to making jokes, I'm not good at it. Not good. You can't be good at everything. I don't think I'm that good at a lot of things. <laughs> that's, that's including life motto <laughs> including these games <laughs> i know you suck at playing these games they've been kicking your ass but to be fair these are some of the hardest games ever made are they are they considered some of the hardest games ever made the first three especially the first two because of the control or lack thereof it's not till you get to the super nintendo super castlevania do the controls finally make sense and they're under control so you can actually play the game and have a fair challenge versus what these games were uh, would have was just oh i just can't jump on the fucking platform three inches in front of me because <laughs> of my character misses and it's really annoying yeah so i i couldn't tell if it was just me or not i know there's a lot of things about the original games that people consistently make fun of because it's just like impossible to do correctly like if even if you're because I suck so much at video games. Okay. I don't know if we've really talk, talked about the ethics of save states or not. Or I know we've mentioned them, but... We've dabbled, and I can straight up tell you as a busy man, I'm all for save states now. If you just want to play the game for fun, you want it to be a fun experience, and you want to beat these games, save state away. I don't have a problem with that. If you want to be like Bryce, who... I want to play it the organic original way and just suffer and suffer and the fucking game freezes and have to restart and just have a horrible time and you could do that too. It's hard because... Yeah, that's why you use the safe state. <laughs> no, but like... I it, it's, it's hard for me because I always have this thing in my head about people calling me... Not that I, and nobody's actually ever called me this, but like I have that like snowflake thing in my head that how everyone thinks my generation is just so damn lazy. They don't understand anything about like uh, working hard 
actually holding a job, getting like doing it right. Hold over to video games. I though. think it, it applies to me. It it's a holdover because it's 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 it it it's relevant to my life. Because I since since I was little, I've been cheating on video games, and it, because it's because like it's like beginning with my generation, it was accessible that way. It was easy to do. Like with the in the NES generation, the internet wasn't quite there. So when you were playing these games, you couldn't you couldn't uh, just go to like game FAQs and look up how to beat these things if you got stuck. But listen, Bryce, I'm gonna and, stop you here before you dig yourself a deeper hole. You have some kind of rose-tinted glasses on where you're seeing my generation as this generation of non-cheaters who did it the right way. We didn't juice up and, oh. you know, hit dingers. We went and just ate fucking jerky and chewed bubblegum and hit home runs. No. My generation used Nintendo Power, which had full walkthroughs and explained all the things that would be considered cheating nowadays. But so other like, than the save states, we did cheat and we paid to cheat. Right, but that's the difference, I think. <laughs> we pay to cheat. You pay for your internet, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, it's just different. I don't know. I just know that not everyone did that. Some people just sat there with it and played it until they could figure it out, or they gave up. But to make you feel bad, I didn't cheat because <laughs> I couldn't afford the Nintendo Power, so <laughs> I did not cheat. I played those games, and a lot of them I didn't beat because I couldn't beat them because they were impossible. I will say. I got all the way to stage 15 on Castlevania 1 without cheating. I did it the way that it was made. And I got like to the end of stage 15. I think that was, yeah, that was like right before you fight, uh, I think, the Death or Grim, Grim Reaper or whatever. And the game froze and I could do nothing. And I'm playing this on, for everyone listening, I played this on the, the, uh, the like, Castlevania adventure or i don't know what it's called like the combo pack that they sell digitally on nintendo switch online so i was playing it on a digital like updated copy of it but apparently the version of it that's that you buy there is the the exact like port of the usa version of castlevania and apparently according to the internet it always freezes at that part if there's too many enemies flying around on the screen so it was just incredibly unlucky so, from that point on, I used save states to get back to where I was. And then, once I did get back to where I was, I used a shit ton of save states. <laughs> <laughs> you you did not go through the gauntlet on the last level before Dracula organically, is what you're saying. What do you call the gauntlet? The big death hallway where there's, like, Medusa heads flying at you. There is a fucking asshole knight throwing... Two different level axes at you, and he takes nine hits to kill. So the pattern on the screen is oh. ridiculous. And then you have to get through that. Then you fight the asshole Dracula. I don't know. I I might have gotten through that part. The part that I didn't do. The part that I. Well, so the part that I remember at the end was the part where there's like five of those big bats, like the first boss you fight in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get through that. To, I couldn't get get to Dracula from that point. Well, that was the beginning of the. That was the first stage of the the last level, right? What the the bats? Uh, yeah, I think so. So, is the gauntlet part that you're referring to after that? That's the end. It's right before you get to Dracula. Okay, yeah, I don't the remember. Final I, stretch of doom. 
I don't think I cheated. I don't remember. I, I got to be honest. I don't remember, but I probably. You were cheating so hard that you don't even remember. Right. So it that, probably, that's it was probably so easy that, for you because you put a save state after every jump. Probably. <laughs> but the bat part anyway, I couldn't get past the bats without. I couldn't actually fight the bats and get to Dracula with enough health at the end. So I just ended up running, running, like dodging them and running through them. I didn't even fight any of those. That's probably a good move. Yeah. And then I don't, I don't remember what was between that, but I just know that when I got to Dracula with a decent amount of health, I save stated right before the fight and I restarted that fight like (laughs) 900 (laughs) motherfucking times. (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can level up on hearts right before you get in there to fight them. Like, I think there's candles, and you yeah. can back out of the room and go back and read. The candles come back, and you can just do that till you fill up. I realized that after the fact. After uh, you died a thousand times? Yeah. And then I had, like, even an even better situation. Mm. But to finish our, our thing about save states, um, I just want to, like, talk about uh, outside of the game. Uh like you said, you like them like when you're when you're trying to just enjoy it, and when you don't have the time to sit here and die over and over and over and over and over again, just to play it the way that I like to play games, old games. Mm, yeah. Um. And like you said, I really prefer not to use them if they weren't put in the game in its original form. I prefer it, but obviously there are caveats, like trying to finish these games so we can talk about them for the show. <laughs> Well, like Earthbound, for example, instead of having to go to a hotel to save every time, if you just save state, you can continue right where you were, and it speeds things up exponentially. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I use them for Earthbound, but I don't think I use them in that way. I think I use them just so that, just so that I would have it to go back to instead of like having to turn my game off in the hotel. I didn't even save for real in that entire game when I played it. Really? Like it's used save states instead of going to the hotel because it was stupid. It was a waste of time. We got the technology. We don't have to play it like that. We're not cavemen. Yeah, and that's why... It adds nothing to the game experience to do that except for wasting time. And it's funny. I, I remember... Uh, I, I think I was... I think it was one of the first episodes. One of the first two. You said something about how new games are uh, so big and sprawling you like don't have time for them but i've actually heard and i think it's true that most people who play games seriously and are playing these new games that come out are i think more of them are people our age than younger people yeah like they're they're the game the original gamers so from what i understand i don't know if it's altogether true but from what i understand Game designers are actually making games for our generation still, and knowing that we have full-time jobs and stuff. So they make them with, like, constant checkpoints and autosaves and stuff so that you never have to worry about, like, you know, going through this whole sprawling, in-depth cave or whatever kind of level, like, whatever map environment you're in before you can save again and, uh, and get on with, like, your actual life. Well, that's a really good idea because some of us do have real lives and we can't waste them on a fucking game that has no save you know, state for however long. It's like, oh, the next checkpoint is 48 minutes away and I have to be at work at 6 in the morning. Yeah, not everyone could do that. So that's that's a good idea. 
Um, you did bring up an interesting topic, though. You were talking about our generation playing the games that we grew up with. I wonder if the kids nowadays who maybe are just in, you know, teenagers and early 20s, are they looking at retro games like from the 80s and 90s, like how some people look at old black and white movies? Like, I don't want to ever play that. I'm not interested. That's it's too old. And they just don't have any enjoyable experience because the technology through their whole life has been so amazing that they just look at it like it's just garbage. I don't know. It's hard to say because that same generation is super willing to play Minecraft. Yeah. Which isn't, it isn't exactly is the same, but but it's the same kind of point. Like, cause our, I mean, our you know our generation still includes those, like, I mean, that would be like 64-bit, would it? Or what, what would it be? Minecraft. I don't know. Minecraft's 3D, so it's at least 64. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, like, that's still our generation. And, like, I... We've sat with uh, with my stepdaughter and played like Mario Kart sixty four for hours, but yeah, I don't know. That could that could also just be like little kids. They're like, I'll do anything. But uh, yeah, I guess I'm thinking more along the lines of like teenagers and early twenties who are just, you know, every game they've had in their life is just amazing looking Mm -hmm. and very detailed controls and story and loads or probably no load screens or minimal load screens. And then they go back and try to play either one of these ridiculously hard NES games or like a choppy 5,000 hour load screen PlayStation games or things like that. I could see them just thinking this is fucking, cause even when I go back and play like some PlayStation games, sometimes I was like, God damn it. Loading again. Yeah. I get mad. Like, come on. Or I play like some of these, uh, even like when I went back and played Castlevania, I was like, this is just as awesome as I, I remember. And then I kept falling in pits and shit. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I was getting so mad because it just took so goddamn long because it was so difficult. Uh, I think kids today, their games, I mean, most of them have walkthroughs and guides. We didn't have anything. You had a manual. If you rented the game from a video store, you didn't have a manual because most of the time they didn't come with it. So you didn't know how to, like, what to do. You're just lost and just, you know, figuring it out. And some games, it was impossible to do that. Yeah. The manual is a good point. And I'm actually going to bring that up in the core of the episode. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what people think. Because I know I tried to get my nephew to play even just Pokemon Ruby. And I think he, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he was enjoying it or not. I didn't really get details from him. But I know he didn't get the time, at least the time to play it. And maybe a factor of it was that he doesn't really care about it because it's old. Old and boring. And that's Game Boy Advance. Irrelevant. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But I got to say, like, load screens are a good point. I think it's almost harder to go back to, like, PlayStation era than it is to NES. I agree. It's weird. It's weird. But let's get started. Welcome to Arcade Bookshop, everybody where we talk about video games and their literary counterparts for all of you who love to play and to read. I'm Bryce Yoli, and as always, I'm here with my pal and cousin-in-law, Caleb James. Today we're talking about Castlevania 1 and Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest for the original Nintendo. And also, maybe if you want to talk, talk to me a little bit about Dracula's Curse, Castlevania 3, because... That is an awesome game, and you should have played it. Yeah, I wanted to, but it was too much Castlevania all at once. I did want to. It is a lot of Castlevania. When I binged those, I had to take a break before I went to Super Castlevania, which is the best. Yeah, that that I'm eager to play that too. I that the Castlevania package that you get for all the original games is really cool. It's got like 
it's got something like six or seven games on it. It's, it's they got Castlevania One, Castlevania Two, Simon's Quest, Castlevania Three, Dracula's Curse, Super Castlevania Four. Which, if anyone doesn't know, it's like the Castlevania Four is like a remake of Castlevania One, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Not necessarily a remake. I mean, yeah, I guess I would say just like kind of a remake. Yeah, it, it's it's a better version of the first one. Yeah, right. Uh, it's got I can't remember all of them after that. I know, I know it has. I think it has Rondo of Blood and maybe Bloodlines. Yeah, Castlevania X. Yeah, I think so. And it has like Kid Dracula. <laughs> I don't know. That uh, one, that's when it starts to get dookie again. Like, yeah. That was not a very good game. I think there's one other one that I can't remember right now. But it's there's a, good a Genesis game. one that was apparently pretty good. It's like I don't think I ever played a Blood Sport, Bloodline, Blood something. Yeah. If it's Bloodlines, that's on there, I'm pretty sure. Oh, there's like, I don't know, maybe that's one of them, but. There's two, I believe, Game Boy Castlevanias, too, that are on there. Yeah, you want to talk about hard, like a Game Boy version of Castlevania? <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> I couldn't do very much of anything on the original Game Boy. Those games are just, I don't know, Rough. man. I, I think I think that's what we had uh, Battletoads on. Ooh. And that was difficult. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that game sucks as it is, let alone on fucking Game Boy. <laughs> You know, we should probably, like, slow it down on all the fantastic retro games for the show before we run out. I feel like we're... I don't know. I mean, I guess we haven't done all, re- like, super good retro games, but I always get nervous that I'll play all the best games, and then I'll get... And then we'll just have dookie ones left over? Yeah, we'll just do Oxenfree in all its sequels. <sighs> Listen, <laughs> we still got Super Nintendo, Genesis, F- Super Famicom... We got 64. Yeah, we we have plenty of games and plenty of systems. I don't think you have to worry about us not having enough. Because there's plenty of golden nuggets that didn't, you know, make mainstream. Because, yeah, you have your Super Marios that everyone knows. But there's plenty of other games that are great that we just maybe not even have heard of. Be all right. We'll be okay. It's true. And, and then we can do really terrible games like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and then we can read <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That would be fun. I played that game, and it is the fucking worst. But I always wanted to read the book, so that would give me an excuse to read it. How long is it to play it if it's the worst? It's not long. It's just super, super shitty. Okay. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> it's notorious. Um, and something that uh, I just found out that I, I didn't really, because I've been mostly playing stuff on the Switch and like retro stuff. So I, did, I haven't really been looking at anything else, um, like newer stuff, but I started thinking about getting a PlayStation 5, so I was researching all that stuff, and I, I was looking into PlayStation Plus, and I newly discovered PlayStation Plus Premium that has, like, Ooh. all this, all these old, uh, well, not old, but all these, like, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, Play, and PlayStation 3 games uh, collected, and it's it's, like... You'd think it would be like a, a limited amount of like specific games, but it's like a lot of stuff, and uh, it's not like it's not exhaustive. So there's not like all the Resident Evils, but the Resident Evil director's cut, director's cut is there. I think four might be there, but like most of the good stuff that you can think of is there. So I think before I get a PlayStation Five, I'm just gonna get PlayStation Plus Premium and play some awesome games from the past. On there, and uh, it's a good idea. Talk about those for the, on the show. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, we could do that. So we played uh, Castlevania games because, well, I played Castlevania games, but Ca- Caleb played them like in, this, in the past year or so, right? 
I think last year I beat them all. Yeah. So we want to talk about Bram Stoker's Dracula. And some some stretched out way we came to, well, maybe Castlevania is a way, a bridge for us to talk about uh, Dracula. I don't know how you got that. That doesn't make any sense. A game about killing Dracula and you're going to make us read a book about Dracula. Dracula. I had this. I had this wild mind. So that's a stretch, but I guess we could do it. I make these connections. <laughs> You're a savant. <laughs> just yesterday, somebody dropped a pack of toothpicks, and I just I knew how many were on the floor. Yeah, but it's a skill. And how many? That's also it could be autism, but you know, <laughs> but whatever. Um, Rain man. Believe it or not, these games are about Dracula, and I wouldn't uh, have guessed. And Every single one too. It's amazing. <laughs> and um and Dracula is a weirdly dense piece of literature. And I just always wanted to play through these games. My brother played uh I know he at least played three like a ton. Um I just went home to visit recently and I was looking at all of our old collection of uh games and that's the only one he had there. I, I thought I saw him play other ones, but he I guess he only played three. But he he said it was one of his favorites. I played the first three stages of Castlevania One like a million times growing up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, I I don't know if I don't think I ever beat the stupid bat as a kid, the uh, the first boss. But the I first boss. I <laughs> it was hard to get a I don't know. It was hard as a kid. I I just couldn't do it. But we mentioned the. We mentioned the uh, the booklets that come, the manuals that come with that came with a Nintendo games, and how you like nine times out of ten you had to read the manual before you were playing. It was like playing a board game. You you they didn't tell you how to play it when you started the game up, so you had to read the manual. And they were very helpful. They also gave you lots of clues that you would not have gotten otherwise, which is why I had a hell of a time with a lot of games I played because I didn't have the manuals to read. So I had to guess, and it's like oh. How the fuck would I know there's pork chops in the wall in Castlevania unless I had saw the manual where it tells you? Yeah, I literally had no idea about that until you mentioned it to me when I was playing. And I I, I think I might have accidentally found one before you said that, but I didn't really know that's what it was, like that it, that was for health. A dirty old, because there's hearts in the game, and the hearts you'd think would be for health, yeah. but they're not. It's the dirty old wall pork chop. I don't know who put it there. I don't know why it's the size of Simon Belmont, but it's a good pork chop apparently because it gives you health. Yeah, it was. It blew my mind. I cannot figure out what in the world all these hearts were for if they're not for my health. I I've never played a game where hearts didn't equate to making your character feel better. <laughs> but in this game, that's not the case. It's this. It's the pork chop. That you see about five times in the whole fucking game. <laughs> it's absurd. But the other the other interesting thing about Castlevanias, at least, is, and we got to talk about the story now, um, like the synopsis of it. There, like in the game itself, there is no real story, but the manuals, each of them seem to give you like a preface to what what has happened to bring you to doing what you're doing in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and admittedly, Castlevania 1's manual story was really stupid because they... <laughs> I was looking at it. Because, like, so on the on the Nintendo version, the, the Nintendo Switch version, um, 
the collection that you get uh when you like hover over each game when you're trying to choose which one, which one to play it has like a scroll of the prologue of the game or the yeah i guess it's the prologue the you know the preface to the game and i i read them each before i played and then i looked up the manual for castlevania 1 and i don't have it on hand here but it sounded so stupid and cheesy mainly because they were afraid to use the the name Dracula when they first made this game. <laughs> Why did they think they were gonna get sued or something? Yeah, but apparently the copyright for or the you know, copyright or trademark or whatever for Dra- the name Dracula expired like in the sixties. Yeah, it's a very old book. I would think they'd be more worried about getting copyright infringement for having Universal's Frankenstein in the game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that would be the more problematic one. I think they probably just didn't, I mean, I don't know. They didn't call him Frank. Yeah, they might not have called him Frankenstein. But I'm not sure, because let's look it up. Because in the uh, in the manual, they also name all of the enemies that you encounter. Let's see. Like the monkey you thought was actually a hunchback. Yeah. <laughs> all right. They call, no, they do call him Frankenstein. Well, that's just in- inaccurate. You're not fighting the doctor. No, but. Yeah, that's true. That? Maybe that's... Well, maybe it's supposed to be the fr- Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. They can get away with that again. Copyrights up, but he looks like the Universal Frankenstein. Right. The copyright for that is not up. Exactly. I don't know. Um, and and Igor too. I don't. I don't know. I would think that'd be the same deal. But I think Igor's fine because he's just. I don't think he, was Igor in the book. I don't think Igor's in the book. That's a Universal creation. Oh, so really? Igor is not fine. I never read it, so I don't even know. You didn't read Dracula yet. Or I mean, uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I'm, no, there's no fucking Igor. What am I thinking of? Frankenstein did not have an Igor in the book. That's a complete fabrication of Universal movie monster magic. I didn't know that. But yeah, it, like even on the the um the enemy names in the manual, they call him the Count. Huh. And that's weird. Now that I'm in it, I could read the stupid thing. It even it, it it gets really Dracula-y though. <laughs> like even the first line is "Good evening," which is straight from movie monster, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this one says, "Step into the shadows of the deadliest dwelling on Earth. You've arrived at Castlevania, and you're here on business to destroy forever the curse of the evil count." Unfortunately, everybody's home this evening. Bats, ghosts, every kind of creature you can imagine. You'll find them all over the place if they don't find you first, because you've got to get through six monstrous floors before you even meet up with the master of the house. Your magic whip will help, and you'll probably find a weapon or two along the way, but once you make it to the tower, you can count on a duel to the death. The Count has waited 100 years for a rematch. He's ready, are you? (laughs) He really needs to get someone to clean that castle. He got pork chops in the wall. (laughs) Dirty. There's monsters everywhere. That's not safe. Can't bring children around. So I I also read something about how Castlevania One is. I think it's just Castlevania One. Maybe there's others in this factor too. Um, but about how Castlevania being one of the most remade games of all time. There are a shit ton of Castlevania games, so I believe that. Yeah, and like not only is there Super Castlevania Four that remade the first one. But I'm sure there's others, but there's also, like, a PlayStation remake, uh, yeah. Castlevania Chronicles. Um, I'm pretty sure it's one of the most copied games, too. 
Like just the style of it. Yeah, well, that's why there's like that's why there's so many Metroidvania games because there are so many people just immediately fell in love with the whole. I think starting with I think it started with Castlevania two, and Metroid. But uh, because another fun fact, I did a lot of googling for this one. Uh, but another fun fact: Castlevania one is technically a platformer. Yeah. Do you know? Well, because because the other Castlevania games. You get through a lot of platforms, I would imagine. Right, the second but one. yeah, but like, because like they call Castlevania or they call Castlevania a a Metroidvania, yeah, because of, because of, for certain reasons. Like, I guess I just learned that the I know I discussed this in an earlier episode, but I wasn't really educated on it before. But I guess I guess the main difference between platformers and Metroidvanias is the ability to backtrack. So platformers, you can only go. No, you you can backtrack in platformers. Metroid, you're saying you can't backtrack, or you mean through previous levels? Yeah, yeah. Because so Castlevania, you can go to the end of the level, but you can't ever go back. I got, I got you. Yeah, right. Because so technically, all Metroidvanias are are platformers, but not all platformers are Metroidvanias. I don't like the distinction. <laughs> I, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. I never really noticed that. I forget why I was talking about that, but I guess it was just a fun fact. But going along with the synopsis of this game, when they made Castlevania Chronicles, they made a much more interesting uh, preface to it that makes it actually like if if this one was with the manual for Castlevania One, it would be it would make it so much more appealing to play. Not that nobody played it back then, but I feel like it would have been even more popular. Um, yeah. And this is the one they actually put on. Um, it's kind of weird. They actually used this one for the original Castlevania in the collection that I bought of all the original games. So this one goes, Transylvania, a small peaceful country in the heart of medieval Europe. The people of Transylvania whisper the legend of Dracula to their children at bedtime, only half believing it to be true. The forces of good keep a watchful eye over the land, protecting all who live here. But even during the constant vigil, the forces of evil manage to prevail once every century. Each time this happens, human beings with evil hearts begin to chant unspeakable prayers. This is Dracula, the Prince of Darkness, resurrected upon the face of the earth. And each time he is manifested, his powers grow stronger. Once long ago, Dracula was indeed revived in this manner, However, his ambitions to plunge the world into darkness and build a kingdom of evil were crushed by the hero Christopher Belmont. Following Dracula's demise at the hands of Christopher Belmont, the Transylvanian countryside slept peacefully for a hundred years. Then one Easter night, the townspeople were celebrating the joyous holiday with a splendid carnival. But in the ruins of the old monastery on the edge of town, the followers of darkness were holding a black master, revive the evil count, and give him eternal life. They poured a sacrifice of human blood over his remains. As they did so, an ominous thundercloud enveloped the town. Suddenly, a single bolt of lightning pierced the monastery. In that instant, Dracula, the Prince of Darkness, returned to this world to begin a new reign of terror. But all was not lost. The successor to the Belmont family bloodline, a young man by the name of Simon, was determined to rid the land of this terrible evil. Taking the mysterious whip left to him by his father, he ventured into Dracula's castle to face the Count. Alone. Isn't that way better? That is way better. It's way more detailed. Though it doesn't explain, and none of these games do, why Dracula is evil and hell-bent hell on turning the world evil. Hmm. Why is he evil? 
no no clue. I don't remember in the book explaining either. Um, yeah, I think that's always kind of a gray area, but I don't know if that's deliberate or not. Uh, I know we discussed that, like, because I, I read Dracula in my, and this is for the next episode, really, but I, I read Dracula in my, I think it was my British lit class, in either that or this other lit class in college, and I know we discussed that, because it's like, like, people, people theorize about whether or not he's supposed to be, like, that, that character, they talk about, they talk about it in, uh, in the Francis Coppola movie, like, he used to be that warrior, um, I think that that comes up in the book from what I remember, but again, I don't think it's really explained in detail. Like, it doesn't explain why he's evil other than the devil or something along those lines. Right. We'll go more into that in the, in the book episode, but I know they do call him a warrior in the book, um, or he refers to himself that way or something like that. There's that. But yeah, the games don't really do anything to that effect to explain anything about why he's... <laughs> I'm sorry, Mindy brought me green tomatoes. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. You're the best. I'm going to eat through the whole episode. I won't eat the rest of those through the whole episode. That's <laughs> um, actually really good, though. Mm. Um, Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but just a a completely awkward segue because it's just popped into my head. How badass would it be if someone was able to go back to the old NES games and somehow change out Simon Belmont for one of the guys from fucking Contra and you just go through the (laughs) castle with fucking bazookas and machine guns. Imagine a ghouls and goblin game, but you're the Contra guys. That'd be awesome. Like it would be like revenge. It'd be the best revenge you can have on these old games that pissed you off so much you just bazooka everybody <laughs> somebody has to have done that like that's gotta be possible if not, i need to learn how to create that game yeah because <laughs> i would love to play every castlevania game every zelda game just every game that ever pissed me off because it was stupidly difficult or something zelda games aren't but the second zelda was uh and just go through with bazookas is what i'm saying you need machine guns and bazookas and then for some reason i redo contra but it's just your Simon Belmont with your shitty whip and you're fighting aliens and it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking awesome. Especially whenever you get to those goddamn Medusa heads. Oh, yeah. Why do we all of a sudden throw Greek mythology into this yeah. game about Dracula? That was the one thing I didn't get because, like, the cool thing about the game is that it, even though there's not actual story in the gameplay, they. They have fun with, like, the people who made it are clearly, like, movie and story fans. Even though they don't, like, talk story in the game, they do, they use things from, they use things from the, uh, what do you call it? From the, from the stories that these characters and enemies are from to flesh the game out. Like, they use, they use mummies, and they use Frankenstein, and Igor, and, uh... You know Dracula, obviously, and with that, the, you have you have like religious artifacts and superstitious things. Um, religious, like you know, I don't know, like there's holy water as a, as a weapon. There's crosses in the second game. You get garlic and like crystals and stuff. So like they have all these like classic horror movie characters in there, and they clearly used they they clearly were inspired by the movies specifically because at the end. 
I guess spoiler alert, but <laughs> at the end in the credits, all they they act like it's been a like they act as if you've been watching a movie. So that so they say like Frankenstein is played by uh, this person. So Boris Kor- Karloff. It's like Morris. Kar- like it yeah, they, they, the like, they, they spoof the actor names who played them in the original. Yeah. Story by Ram Stoker instead of Bram yeah. Stoker. Fucking garbage. <laughs> but Very it, stupid but it's kind funny. It's <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was kind of cool. Dorky. But but then to that same effect, it's like they use all these horror inspired characters and themes and items, and then they have Medusa in there. <laughs> I was like, where does that fit in? I guess just Medusa's cool. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. I didn't. The, even the boss fight was really easy. I didn't, it took me like seconds. I, it's still better than the villains from the Castlevania '64 version with the Frankenstein with the chainsaw arm. They have fucking skeletons on motorcycles in the 1850s. Doesn't make any sense. So huh. at least this one, for the most part, went along with Dracula. Other outside of the Medusa heads, I, I don't know where that falls in. It has no. It makes no sense, but it's still cool. Yeah. And regardless, this fucking Medusa, the flat, there's a Medusa boss, I guess it's like Medusa queen or something. And the, but the majority of the game, you're, there's these Medusa heads, which you've all probably played it, but they, they like zigzag across the screen in a somewhat unpredictable, <laughs> unpredictable manner. And they just always fuck you up. Like no matter how prepared you feel like you are, they always fuck you up. They're jerks. Yeah. I don't like them. <laughs> And they fly in a stupid pattern, and they piss. And they're in every fucking game, and they're always a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, i I think they were. I think they were. They were a little more manageable in Simon's Quest. That game was a little more spaced out. It seemed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as relentless because it wasn't linear. Yeah. And let's move to Simon's Quest in a second. But the one thing that I really want to talk about with uh, with two or with one is. And we can hop back and forth after after this, but the fucking stairs in Castlevania One. Yeah, they suck in Castlevania One, Castlevania Three, uh, and a lot of other Castlevania iterations. The <laughs> stairs are your biggest downfall next to the water, and the fact that if you get hit, you always fall backwards. Yeah. All those things were, are what make a Castlevania game. <laughs> They're not for the good reason. Like when I said the uh, Super Castlevania was great because they you weren't fighting the controls. That's one of the main things. Like you're not dying on the stairs because you know, or they're not just a pain in the ass to get up for one, but you, you know, you don't just get blasted because you're defenseless on the stairs. The fucking stairs suck. <laughs> and like, if you, isn't it like if you don't press down, if you're trying to go down the stairs, you just fall down them or something like that. If it's you like fall through the stairs and die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so ri- ridiculous. There's so many times I've ch- jumped a platform, missed, and then fell through the stairs and died. And I'm like, why did I fall through the stairs? How thin <laughs> are they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That drove me so nuts. It, I think it was, I think it was uh, the second level, sta- like stage one. Or uh, not stage one, but like it would be stage three. No, stage four. Because that is the first level of the, the first stage of the second level. I think it was that one. It was like you start out, and that's the first time you see the hunchbacks, and uh, but they're like, really annoying too. Yeah, they're. I, I kind of figured out how to manage them. I never figured out how to manage either the Medusa heads or the the knights that threw the axes. I I mean I figured it out, but it never went well. 
Um, <laughs> no, you just get fucked up. <laughs> the yeah, those drove me absolutely nuts. You should watch the speed runner beat it real quick and just like how how did this guy do this? Because they they you literally just have to practice the same maneuver over and over and over on every part to be able to get through that, and that's yeah. not fun at all. I don't I wouldn't like that. No, I mean to I mean to to be honest, that's part of what makes me feel good when I don't cheat because. That was like when I played Metroid Dread and I got to the end boss and all I could do if I didn't want to like look anything up, all I could do was just keep trying. And eventually I did it. So it does feel really good when you do something over and over and over again to the point that you just know how the game has been made and you can just like manipulate it. Uh, but oh my god, what a pain in the ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> And that's that's again, it's like, if it wasn't for the fact that these games were so expensive always and you just had that game for a very long time, it was like, well, I have to play this or I play nothing, uh, you know, back when they were originally out. I think everyone would just give up on them because they're just so frustrating. Could you imagine being seven year years old and you got for Christmas Castlevania on NES and you're <laughs> really excited because it's got Dracula's and Frankenstein's and werewolves and all kinds of monsters. The ambiance is amazing. There's cemetery. There's all kinds of cool shit. The color's great. The music's great. And then you play it, and you just keep getting slaughtered over and <laughs> over and over. Um, because unlike when you're a little older and you get better and you progress as you play, when you're young, like between five and eight, that's like the age where you just kind of suck. Like, you're not going to really yeah. get that much better. You just don't have the ability or the motor skills yet to master a level, so... That that's that would be very very awful. Then your older brother comes and just beats it, and you feel like a piece of shit even more. That's <laughs> that was my experience. On on a, on a different like the other side of that coin is that the difficulty is sort of their saving grace for being such short games. Like I never realized how short Castlevania is because if you know how to if you could just beat it if it, if you could just go straight straight through it and it wasn't challenging you could beat it in like two hours. Maybe two or three. Well, I'm looking up the speed run record, and it is 10 minutes and 45 seconds. Well, there you go. It's so if it's you're that, really good at Castlevania, 10 minutes, 11 under 11 minutes, you could beat the game. Right. But like nobody does game that play, your first time. Yeah, that's like, how much actual gameplay there is. Yeah, it's play. insane to think that. It probably took me like seven or eight, uh, if not more, <laughs> longer. Like definitely hours to, to beat that game. It took me quite a while too, because I, I, like you, I actually did not cheat when I first played through, and I also was afflicted with the freeze at the end, where it made me rage quit. Yeah. But I, uh, I played that one straight. Uh, I did not play Simon's Quest straight. Not so much save states or anything. Just looking the shit up because I didn't have time to fuck around with that nonsense. Shit's nuts. Simon's Quest. It also has that preface in, uh, in the manual for Simon's Quest. Not as good. Not as good. Uh, better than the first one, the first original one, but it's kind of just like a, a, a short bridge from Castlevania 1 to 2 so that you, like, get the general idea of what's going on. And I think, basically, it's just, like, you... <laughs> so, like, Dracula supposedly put a curse on Simon when he defeated him in Castlevania 1. Simon starts to realize how it's wearing on him as he uh, continues with his life after <laughs> eating your tomatoes. <laughs> I put it on mute. 
They're really good. I still got to watch you do it. <laughs> you don't have to look at me. <laughs> Simon, uh, uh, <laughs> he's cursed. Simon got cursed. And yeah. now he's got to. So he's realizing. Go find body he's, parts. Yeah, he's realizing how, how this curse is weighing on him. And, uh, someone tells him, some, I think some like mysterious woman or something, uh, maybe in a nightmare or something like that, comes to him and tells him that in order to, to lift the curse, he has to go find all the parts of Dracula's body. And, uh, cause I, I guess they like dismembered Dracula when he was defeated in order for him to not come back to life. And in order for him to lift the curse, he had to find all the pieces of Dracula's body and bring them together and defeat Dracula again once and for all. And, uh, not all those parts are in a sphere for some reason. You have to throw a spear at the sphere. Yes. Dumb. It's very get a rib or head or whatever. That game was so weird. Yeah. I, and then you had to, I guess, you get all the parts, and then Dracula is reassembled, and then the easiest bosses in all of Castlevania history, or maybe video game history, every boss in that game was really easy. And I remember Dracula, you just beat him up real quick, and then he's, he's done. He, he's dead. Super easy, but yeah. And in terms of bosses, there were three. There were three bosses in the whole game, and the Grim Reaper. You could just run past. You didn't have to I, fight. I him. was gonna say. I. I, don't, I was gonna say you don't even have to to beat them all. <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird. But on the other hand, the rest of the game is like fucking impossible. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not. It's not the same impossible that Castlevania One is, where you just like. You can die three times in the first level and then just give up forever. But uh, the jump mechanics are terrible. Like the different the, platforms you have to jump to. Yeah. If you don't get just right, you drown. You you know die in the water. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of water dying in Simon's Quest. You know what um, you should do when we're done with this episode? Hmm. Find the death noise from Castlevania and just put it all through the episode. <laughs> I can do that. Then people could hear it in their fucking nightmares after that, like I did after playing those games for a long time. You hear that noise a lot when you play those games. Oh my god. Fucking. And can we talk about the fucking stupid transition from day to night? Yeah. <laughs> the whole game comes to a screeching halt so that the nighttime could come on, the curse of the night or whatever. And then it comes to a screeching halt again when daytime comes. Uh, you know, the sun vanquishes the night or whatever. And it's like, come on. Oh, it's so aggravating for no reason. <laughs> That's why I played the modded version that sped that up. Yeah, it's excruciating because... So, Simon's Quest, like I said earlier, is the first actual, like, Metroidvania Castlevania. So, in uh, in that game, you do feel like it's almost like an RPG. Maybe you consider that. I, don't, I, don't, I guess you don't... I don't think you consider Castlevania an RPG, do you? I mean, you talk to people, you get yeah. clues, you weapon levels, and yeah, it's kind of an RPG. As close as you'll get for yeah. Castlevania. So kind of. like Castlevania would make an awesome RPG, though, if they did it right. Yeah, well, they did make one. I, I mean, I never played it. I think Lords of Shadow, or Lord of Shadows for PlayStation 3, I think that is technically an RPG. I think another terrible segue. Did you watch the Netflix Castlevania show? Because that was pretty awesome. I watched the first, yeah, the anime. I watched the first first season, maybe the second season. If there was a second season, it was really good. I, I highly recommend at least checking that out. Hmm. At least the first season out. Okay, I heard about it. I never watched it though. I just figured 
I figured it couldn't be good. <laughs> it was rad. I liked it. All right. You had Alucard fucking shit up. And you know I like me some Alucard, man. Hell yeah. That's why Simon's uh, quest is poop. But the fourth, you know, the third Castlevania with Alucard yeah. and uh, Cypher or whatever her name is and uh, whoever the little monkey man is. Like, it's a good <laughs> game. You actually play with different characters. But you didn't play that one, so we can't talk about it. Well, so let's go back to Simon's it. quest. No, no. It, the rules are the rules. You can talk about it after I'm done with Simon's quest. Huh. I want to hear about it. Yeah, so like Simon's Quest, you there are like actual NPCs you can talk to and like buy items from and stuff like that. And you can actually like map out the they don't give you a map, but if you want, you could like to help you play, you could like map out the this is like villages, then like uh places filled with places in between filled with enemies, and then you come to a new village and then, you know, it's split up like that. But it's, like, so confusing because it doesn't explicitly tell you what city you're in or... Uh, I got or, lost so many fucking times yeah. in that game. And just... I walked the whole map I don't know how many times. Oh, my God. It's so frustrating. And then, to top it off, I knew this going in, but... And I think you had told me before. But the translation is bad. So... The clues are terrible. And then the, the spelling's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like not not only does it say uh like like you you get the pieces of dracula and it says you now possess dracula's rib <laughs> i possess dracula's rib nice not only that but they give you the the townspeople the npcs they give you hints that you most of the time are supposed to completely ignore cuz they're giving you wrong information which is fun yeah, and also they give you complete like vague suggestions that are meaningless unless you're the one who created the game. Look into the sun and you'll go blind. Your ass bleeds. That's the winter wind. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, just, <laughs> I don't. There's nothing. I didn't. I didn't get any of the clues. Did not help. But like I said, I went and played the modded version after trying to play the original shit version. And the modded version, they just fix that stuff, so the clues yeah. were actually helpful. It's like, hey, go sit, you know, stand in the corner for thirty seconds, and the tornado will get you. Okay, that's helpful. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't have if I didn't. Versus, have the blue crystal of light, and the washing machine will run extra hard. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, washing machine on the brain because yours broke, huh? I fixed it, and also the part that broke, I broke it when I was installing it, but I rigged it, so fuck it, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really have that much to say about two, about Simon's Quest, Castlevania Two, but it, it it is like cool if it wasn't a little bit broken because of the translation. Yeah, it's more drab than Castlevania One. The music isn't as good. The transition from night to day sucks. They're the pointless too. I don't know why that's in there because they doesn't yeah. the game doesn't need loading screen so. Serves no purpose. Yeah, all that happens... Other than just a transition to night and day, but you could do it, in, you know, really quickly, not have that. Yeah, the only thing that happens when they go to nighttime is if you're in a Monsters town... up here. Yeah, yeah, if you're in a town, like, zombies come, or ghosts, or whatever they are. And there's and, nothing to do at night other than just kill zombies. Like, yeah, all you the have shops to just kill them until the, the... game. Yeah, you have to kill them until, the, until it comes back to daytime, and you can actually go in the shops again. And then if you're, like, in a forest or something, the enemies are a little bit harder. But honestly, you can go to the town where you buy the best best whip in the game, and then just you're fine. So, don't you level up in this game though? 
Yeah. Like your weapon skills or something. I forget, but I'm pretty sure that's also with the RPG element. I think if you get XP, like you can, because I remember grinding a lot in this game. I didn't deliberately grind in this game, but I did notice a few times I would like, it seemed like if I collected a certain amount of hearts, uh, every once in a while, my health would increase. Yeah, that's the grinding you level up. Yeah, but I wasn't like I was. I was doing it just to pass the time to make the <laughs> day come. I wasn't like deliberately That's grinding. Fucking boring. <laughs> I think my favorite parts of these games are just how they implement. Since they're not explicitly like telling telling a story, I like how they tell a story with the music and the colors and the items that you get. I like all the like the superstition stuff with the garlic. And classic stuff like collecting his body parts. There's like, you know, there's like Christian, like religious, oh, like, I guess more like Catholic backdrops often. Actually, in Castlevania 2, you go to like a priest to get healed. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because if you think about Nintendo, they never have anything explicitly religious or anything like that in their games. But... Castlevania is very much specifically that. I mean, it doesn't, like, talk about it, but, like, the whole thing is... I mean, it's it's Dracula-themed, so they kind of had to, but but the whole thing is, like, you know, Dracula doesn't like crucifixes, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a European mythology, so it is religious in nature. And they didn't shy away from that. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. And the whole, like, I guess, in, you know, Japan, like, Christianity and Catholicism isn't really a... I mean, it's, it exists, and nowadays there's probably more uh, in that country than there has ever been before, but still not a lot, you know? It's a Buddhist country. So Japanese video game makers never go into video games thinking about religious aspects like that. So it is pretty unique that they went ahead and was like, yeah, this is a cool element. Let's keep it. Yeah, yeah, I like that whole thing. I It's probably the only, like, Nintendo-branded game that, feels like i mean maybe i'm missing something obvious when i say this but that feels like historical in nature and it includes things like that because they're crucial to the story and doesn't doesn't abandon them and you know i just like all that stuff the it's i just, I, I enjoy the garlic the oak steaks to to break the sphere i mean and you'd think you'd use the oak steak to kill dracula but no. regardless and and to be honest i loved it i know it's stupid when you threw the stake at the sphere but how like awesome it? is it every time you do that like the whole screen vibrates it's like psychedelic yeah. looking yeah that is kind of cool it's not a bad game it's just very flawed no and have they ever remade simon's quest i don't think so but they should yeah they should they can make that a way cooler game oh but, yeah because it has it has like low-key it has such great content and it just wasn't executed super well. I actually have a pretty cool idea how to make the game better. Now just hear me out. Okay. You get the guys from Contra. Take <laughs> <laughs> out Simon Belmont. And you fucking machine gun the shit out of everybody. What do you think? Maybe that could help? I think that's the perfect way to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do that every episode now. It's going to be our running gag is just Caleb wants to change with the guys from Contra in every game. <laughs> Wrestling game? Contra. Get the guys from Contra. <laughs> One of those fun Bible games, those knockoff NES Bible games? Contra. Oh, Harvest God. Moon, where you're just harvesting vegetables? Contra. 
shoot the fuck out of them beats. Your turn of field is a mess. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you have anything that you want to talk about, Dracula's Curse? It's a cool game. You get to play as three characters. The stairs are still a motherfucker. The water is still a motherfucker. They just decided that for every Castlevania game, you just have to get hit and fall backwards. That's just one of those pain-in-the-ass elements they keep. So that sucks. But visually, the game's amazing. The music is badass. The boss fights are challenging, but I I thought they were more fair. I really like the game. I don't think there was any faults in it uh, from what I remember. And from what I remember, you get to, like, pick your own path. Like, it was like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of game. So you'd get to the end of a level, and then it would show, like, on a map, a split. You could go down and go to the cave level or something, or you could go up and go to the graveyard. You get to pick, and it changes the way you play the game. And hmm. I don't know if it changes the outcome or not, but it changes, like, where you go, the difficulty, because some levels aren't as hard, uh, what characters to use. It's, it's pretty unique. And all in all, it's a pretty fun game, and I think it was a good way to round out the trilogy. Uh, the second one could have been way better, but... That's how most of those games are. Like the first Zelda game, good. Second Zelda game, dog poopy. Third Zelda game, <laughs> one of the best games ever. That's just how yeah. it worked out. Did you say anything about the story for Dracula's Curse? Uh, I don't remember the story. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're Alucard, you know, Dracula's son, and he's got killed Dracula. Okay. He has his reasons. <laughs> I think it takes after one of the the Universal movies where Alucard has to beat up Dracula or something. I don't know. Did Bram Stoker write a Dracula 2? Um, my Dracula <laughs> collection, I have Dracula, and then I I read that, but I did not read the other stuff in it, and there's still like half a book, so I know he has a lot of sh- stories and stuff, so I don't know exactly if he has a follow-up to Dracula or not. Because, I'm curious, because there's so many, the interesting thing about, <laughs> like, there are like a billion Castlevania games that keep, keep, keep spinning off the whole mythology of dracula and it's like where they they they, i mean they obviously keep inventing things to keep it going or or they keep rehashing the same old things (laughs) which you can do in the video game it's like who fucking cares Yeah, nobody cares but it's just like fascinating to me also how i don't know how it just continues continues to perpetuate even though it's just there's pretty much just the one book about dracula I know he didn't, I know Bram Stoker didn't invent vampires, but this is about Dracula, and there's not actually, yeah, and there's not that much actual Dracula content from Bram Stoker, as far as I know. No, because the Bram Stoker, we'll talk about it in the episode, but Bram Stoker's Dracula isn't the Dracula most people know. No. He's not, he's, he's, he has a mustache for one, and you know, he doesn't (laughs) look like the suave black slick back hair dracula the bella lugosi dracula he looks like a guy with the mustache and he's older uh and he does get younger in the book but we'll talk about that in that episode Mm. but i will say and can i make a controversial suggestion okay for castlevania games going forward it's not contra (laughs) (laughs) can we maybe make a castlevania game that doesn't have dracula as the bad guy why do we have to always have Dracula? I mean, I guess Castlevania, but that doesn't mean it has to be Dracula. Um, I want to say that there are. I feel like there there are some. Lords of Shadow on the PlayStation 3 is a game without Dracula. There you go. Just like a Zelda game without Ganon. Hmm. So I guess you can have a Castlevania game without Dracula, but 
There's also a Castlevania game where Gabriel Belmont becomes Dracula. Interesting. Yeah, I think uh, I it heard say that. What game that well, I think what that's is. like a super prequel, right? Probably. As I think it, because I think technically in Castlevania One, even though the story hadn't been invented yet, you're fighting another Belmont. I know Bloodlines that we talked about earlier for Sega, you go around Europe and stuff, and I don't think mm. Dracula is the main focus of that one. Interesting. World War One era Europe, but yeah, I'm not finding like strictly cool Dracula less Castlevania games. I don't know. But I think you have a cool story. Maybe maybe we have a Castlevania where it's just a wolf man. Can we go fight the wolf man? The yeah, mummy? Why, why are they relegated to these little dungeon creatures? They deserve their own motherfucking games, you know? Yeah, man. Why not? You get a wolf man and you get a fucking mummy and you get a creature of the Black Lagoon. You strap some goddamn AK 47s and lasers on them <laughs> motherfuckers and bam, you got yourself a game. <laughs> Maybe some tanks and missiles too. It's a game I'd play. Metal Gear. I would play the shit out of that game. Castlevania. Yeah. <laughs> Badass. I just want to. We talked about it a little bit, but I just want to talk about how fucking awesome the music is, at least for the first one. I don't know. I disagree. I think all the Castlevanias have cool music. All right. I I mean I think they all do, but I I gotta say like when I was playing when I was playing Castlevania one, it would be stuck in my head when I'm not playing it, and I like I'd be walking around and I'd just be like whistling or humming the 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 songs that were that are that go on while you're playing. Uh, with Castlevania two, like as I'm playing, it would get stuck in my head, and then as soon as I shut it off, I forget how it goes. Mm, it's like it wasn't not quite as the, memorable yeah it didn't it didn't quite hit the those uh the, the riffs that twist into your into your brain yeah um it I wasn't bad that. but yeah and again i don't know what i don't know what three sounds like i would imagine since everyone likes it it's probably bad motherfucking ass man yeah. yeah three's good uh there is a couple that actually do have dog shit music like the 64 one i don't even think has music there's two 64 ones and i think they're both dog shit really it's so not weird. good games. I never even heard of Castlevania for 64, actually. Both I, terrible. The PlayStation one awesome. Why. 64, terrible. Huh. That's also interesting they had them for both <laughs> 64 and PlayStation. I did not play the PlayStation, or no, I did not play the 64 ones when I was growing up. I played the PlayStation one, which was awesome. I was unaware that there was not just one, but two dog shit Castlevania <laughs> games for 64. Uh, it was... You know, 3D like Mario or Zelda was, but instead of good, it was just, oh, the camera moves all the fuck up everywhere, can't follow anything, you die randomly, you had the worst enemies. No, actually, the one Castlevania game for 64, I don't even think it has music. It's just ambient. It's just, it's terrible. Not good yeah. games. Mm. Yeah. Well, if don't anyone... Don't look good either. They look like just terrible. If anyone's curious, uh, you should check out Caleb's other podcast. Uh, it's coming out. It's called Dog Shit, and he just talks about dog shit. It's a all good the idea. Time. Dog <laughs> shit. I like that idea. Different, I can talk about dog shit all day. Different uh, aspects and avenues uh, exploring the today's shit of the, episode shit of the dog. is going to be about the white sunbaked dog shit you find in your yard. <laughs> And what games correlate with that? <laughs> I would say Karate Kid for NES. He goes for the white dog shit. <laughs> That'd be it. That would Land be a, and unremarkable. That would be a good alternate series for this, actually. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Caleb's ten minutes of dog shit. <laughs> but my other point is, uh, this is this is a true. Did you know 
Do you know that nobody really knows for absolute certain who the guy is that created the original Castlevania? That seems to be a weird thing to not, you know, put your name to. Right. Well, I think the whole thing was they were just having fun with it, and they also didn't want to put... Uh, that's that another reason they didn't put their names in the credits, and they just used, like, funny uh, versions of the actor names from the movies. I think part of it was they didn't want to have their names on it if it ended up getting, like... Uh, having copyright issues but also they were just i think it was just something they were having fun with and i think it's something they didn't i think they didn't fully expect the success to come out of it Mm -hmm. they people do suspect it's this guy named uh hitoshi akamatsu uh he was a creative director for games and i think it seems like people talk about him being involved with the game but nobody nobody can like lay down for fact that he was the one that created it I mean, really Hitoshi weird. Yakamatsu is the, the guy I'd pick. That's who I would think. I'd finger him and say, you created that game. Don't you lie about it. Yeah. Why is that you, that you would uh, finger? Mr. Yakamatsu or whatever you said his name was. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just want to say that. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> you got to finger somebody. You might as well be the creator of Castlevania. <laughs> Put my finger up your bum. Make it such a good game. <laughs> that's irritatingly hard. That's a That's a weird... It's so strange that you have a game that's so fucking frustrating, but it's so fun, too. Like, it's a yeah. very enjoyable game, like the Ninja Gaiden game. Super enjoyable. Hate every second yeah. you're playing it. God. I, but that yeah. goes back to what you were saying earlier about the reward of actually beating it, yeah. which you would not get with save states. You would not get that reward of, I finally conquered the mountain, because then it's just like we talked about with the speed run. Oh, just blew right through it right that's not very fun i felt decent about my playthrough castlevania one as you know i got i know i didn't i know i started cheating at the end but i felt really good about getting as far as i did before i started using save states castlevania two, two days of you texting me about losing to frankenstein over and over and over <laughs> it's hard <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> so is the grim reaper and so is fucking dracula but that grim reaper is the one that gave me problems when i played that yeah that's really hard um, throwing all those spinny things at you and uh, so but th- then when i was playing simon's quest i didn't rely on save states you didn't really need to because the which we didn't talk about but the cool thing i don't even know if it's cool but it's convenient about simon's quest is that whenever you die even if you die three times and you get like you don't get a game over screen you like it goes to like the other player and it mm-hmm. just switches back and forth and all that really happens is you lose your hearts which like who the fuck cares you can just Kill and farm them back. anyway so you never like you just come right back to where you died no matter what um so you don't even really need the save states and again i would use them just to like save my place instead of you know just for my my own convenience if i shut the game off but but where i cheated was i had i used a, a walkthrough for a good portion of it because of the bad translation also because i was impatient but and it, it just like you got to be like a genius to actually figure out what you're supposed to do at certain points. People, no matter what age they are, no matter what generation, they say like this game is pretty much impossible without having, because I think like, I think the manual or something or, or no, there was something like in maybe Nintendo Power power or something. Nintendo Power is how you had to beat the game. Yeah, you had to, you had to have that, like that, explained to you in the in that it sucks so, it's not fun yeah and that's that's stupid so i was like well if you have to beat this game by cheating anyway i'm just going to use a walkthrough 
And I overdid it, obviously. And that's the only frustrating thing about this game to me. Because I, I remember my, like, journey through the first game. I don't really... Like, I remember playing 2, but it's not as memorable, without a doubt. So that's, I remember almost nothing of that game. I didn't think it was very fun. Yeah. It's <laughs> got a cool, It's got a cool feel to it. But it's got it's, a cool feel. It looks good. There's some cool levels. You yeah. go through graveyards and stuff. But all in all, it's just uh, it's not a very memorable game. It's good for a playthrough. Yeah. Uh, if you if you get the hacked version, I got that just cleans up a lot of the problems. It's better, changes the the text and stuff. But even still, it wasn't like it wasn't something that I thought was really fun. It was like Zelda too. I mean, if you can play it and not get bogged down with all the extra hard shit that's there for no reason. It's kind of fun, but it's not something that you'd want to play again, really. Yeah. Whereas Castlevania, I'll play that again and again because it's crazy hard and fun. Yeah, right. All right. We all good with Castlevania today, Caleb? Uh, Could be a little more Contra guys in it, but other than that, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I need more guns and lasers. Mm, that makes everything better. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening, for tuning into Arcade Bookshop again and again and again. We like you guys who... Have that stick to for your podcasts like ours. We like doing this. We like playing games and talking about it and bo- reading books and talking about them. So thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. We're going to be discussing um, that special book that reminded us of these games. The Victorian classic, Dracula by Bram Stoker. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to follow, subscribe, tell your friends... Tell those friends, tell their friends, and give us some comments to tell us what you think and maybe what we can do better. Uh, Be sure to check out our Instagram page at arcade underscore bookshop for our playing and reading schedule so you can play and read along with us every episode. And it's also in the show notes for those of you who don't care about social media like me. If you have any game and book pairing recommendations, please email us at arcadebookshop at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at arcade underscore bookshop. And let us know your unique ideas. Caleb, how's DPW? DPW is okay, man. Not as cool as my new podcast, Contra Guys, but it's still pretty good. I thought it was called good. Dog Shit. Do- no, that's that, that's uh, that's something else I'm working on. Okay. It's going to be a documentary series, actually. A docu-series. <laughs> I'm going to actually go across the country and interview people and just say, Dog Shit. Uh, and that, we'll get the details for that later. But... <laughs> If you want to check out my podcast that is, I would like to think, not dog shit, you can check <laughs> out uh, Drunken Pen Writing on all your providers of podcasts. You can check us out at DPW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, slash X, and YouTube. Um, I also just got on Blue Sky. I got the, the invite. But oh, really? DPW is not on Blue Sky, just Caleb. So if you want to follow me on there, my name is Caleb James K on Blue Sky. And you can go to my website, which I, I guess I can include that now, maybe. I don't know. Uh, that is CalebJamesK.com. And I finally got to share some publishing news, which we talked about on here before. But you can see that on my Instagram. Cool. Yeah. Tell me. I heard about this Blue Sky thing. It's cool. just the guy, uh, Jack Dorsey, who did Twitter. He sold Twitter to Elon Musk. Let Elon Musk just wreck it into the ground, which it was already in the ground anyway. And he just started his own version or another version called Blue Sky, which is basically Twitter just without the troll so far. You can only get on there if you have an invite code or uh, they let you on for a beta tester. But 
I don't. I tried that. I didn't get on for beta tester, but I am on now. I got an invite from uh, my buddy Matt, Matt Holland. Shout out Matt Holland. He was on the DPW podcast some time ago, and so far it seems okay. Mainly because all the weirdos aren't on there yet. Some some are starting to get on there, I think. But uh, you can set your algorithm so like mine's just like horror stuff and writing so far. So I don't get all the fucking weird political bullshit that bogs down Twitter. And my views for anything I post on there aren't limited like they are on Twitter. Because since Elon Musk took over, he if you don't get the Twitter blue or whatever the fuck they call it now, where it's like eight ninety nine a month, basically your tweets aren't seen. Mm. Uh, which I have before and after of tweets I posted uh, before the takeover and after the takeover. It shows the numbers of views, and it's like the, nothing, if I may. Dog shit. It's gone down <laughs> to nothing. It's dog shit. I had uh, like, I used to, you know, I have like 2,000 something followers on Twitter, and I get like five views on a tweet. What the fuck's the point? Mm. So, Blue Sky, maybe that'd be a better place to promote my stuff. I don't know. I, I st- like you, I'm not a big fan of social media, and it's getting worse by the day. Interesting. All right. We'll be interested to hear more about that as time goes on. Thank you all so much for listening and continuing to listen to Arcade Bookshop. As always, do as we do. Stick a controller in one hand and your book in the other. <laughs>